Welcome to the 33rd annual Leftendo Halloween special featuring music and special guest, the ghost of Don Knotts. I, Captain Murphy, have been gone a long, long time, but Halloween or Winter Nights or Samhain is a special time of year, and it calls for a very special episode of Leftendo, so welcome. Tonight we're going to be listening to some metal and go over a few very horrific tales from the vault of gaming news, and then make a couple recommendations. Also, how you doing, Don? I don't know quite what to expect. <laughs> That's great. Let's get into Rockstar. Yes, good old Rockstar, the developer of the most profitable piece of media in history, felt it wasn't enough. Why swim in a vast pool of gold coins when you could own the gold mine? So, their solution, my dear ghoulish listeners, they... Added a literal fucking casino. Spend real money, win nothing. Now that is beautiful. Evil. Less beautiful are Rockstar's 100-hour work weeks and culture of harassment, but that's been reported for years. Still, you gotta give Rockstar a hand for skipping the whole loot box pretense and going straight for the gold. Just make sure it's not your hand. <laughs> How you feel about that, Don? The most hideous, repulsive, and disgusting animals. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, now on to a song. Our first song is a little ditty by Summerlands entitled Haunted Forever.
Love that song. Anyway, let's move on to protect Activision Dingus Thought. Quoting The Verge, The haunting incident, quote, occurred on Sunday when Wai Chung was being interviewed after a Grandmasters match. At the end of the interview, Vin Global reports that Chung pulled down his Hong Kong protest-style mask to yell, Liberate Hong Kong! Revolution in our time! The stream was then quickly cut to commercial break. Blizz Chung was then banned from playing, and since Activision Xi Zing the Pooh has banned his teammates for making solidarity protest, banned announcers at the match, and created a shitstorm so large even a bipartisan group of lawmakers in Washington have released a damning statement in opposition to the move. There is nothing more terrifying than Washington politicians coming together to do something. Watch the skies, Bobby Cocktit. Fire may rain down at any moment. Be very afraid. <laughs> anyway, I hope these tales of macabre horror on this All Hallows' Eve are not scaring you too much. Let's have another musical break while you change your pants and cling to your copy of Super Mario World on the SNES and imagine you live in a different, better gaming time. We'll be right back, but first, Eternal Champions Invoker. It's by mercy alone that I cannot recount The memories fade and I weaken A glimpse of all things vile and cruel Haunting my dreams when I doze The spawn of stars, Cthulhu and Kin Invoked by a cult in their folly They call the ones who would trample and crawl
Did y'all like that? How about you, Don? Well, uh, that was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Let's listen to another song as I DJ myself through an episode for once. Nearly all these songs I'm sharing this episode are from indie or tiny label bands I discovered on Bandcamp. Links will be in the description. Been doing a lot of music listening in my hiatus. A lot of, you know, epic heavy metal and prog. And we'll be talking about video games again in mere moments. But first, remember that this is Samhain to the Celts and Winter Nights, or Vert... <laughs> I'm gonna fuck this up. Verternetrer. To Asatru. And I am a pagan. I'm a Norse pagan who can't say Norse words. Uh, so beyond all the wonderful Halloween festivities and general creepiness, this is a holy day for remembering the dead and nature spirits. A day when the veil between life and death is said to be most thin. So, a happy winter nights to all. Hail to all the nature gods and spirits. Hail to Freyr and Freya. Hail to the elf folk, and as winter has come, hail to Scothi. So, to the music, this is Grindel's sister singing their track, Entoptic Petroglyphs.
Awesome, awesome. Now, let's talk about fucking Bethesda. Dear sweet, beautiful Bethesda. They announced that we can all now pay for the privilege of having basically private servers for Fallout 76 that don't actually work. And not much else for the low, low, low price of $100 a year. Terror. (laughs) They did this just days before developer Obsidian released The Outer Worlds, which received universal acclaim, sitting at 96% on Metacritic. This Fallout-like game is not as big or expansive as their New Vegas entry into the Bethesda series, but at 30 hours with full cast audio, side quests, unlockables, less expansive, but still open planets and capital city to explore. It sure looks a lot more like a game from uh, that company that, uh, than anything they've produced in years. In fact, while The Outer Worlds has a full cast of NPCs with good voice acting and interesting personalities, that other company's plans to add NPCs to Fallout 76 has been delayed, no doubt to set up this ridiculous private server scheme tens of people have been clamoring for. The spookiness of the gaming industry never ceases to make me want to die. (laughs) What do you think, Don? Are you as enraged as I am? It's technical. Uh. Right. Time for another musical break. This time, let's listen to some dark prog from my favorite album of the year, which is The Spell. This is a little long, but worth it. It's Death by Cellar Darling.
Exquisite. I love the dark flute and Anna Murphy's voice. I love Prague. It's usually too bright for a spooky show, though. Had to sneak one track in there. Anyway, we got some game recommendations coming up, but first, one last horrifying piece of news to make your skeleton hop right out of your fucking body. Mario Kart Tour was downloaded 129 million times, <laughs> but made only a paltry $39 million, what analysts are already calling a failure. You know how much I love Nintendo, but especially in its mobile marketplace, it's no different than any other money-hungry gaming conglomerate. Add to that suing the Lovrom couple for $12 million, shutting down hundreds of Nintendo music YouTube channels recently, and generally being a bunch of fucking assholes about certain specific things on the DL lately has gotten me kind of concerned. I still maintain, after all this time, that they're one of the best, least evil companies in the industry. For the most part, they still sell well-made, complete games. But that don't mean that their Mr. Hyde is not creeping out. This might be the most terrifying story of all this Halloween season. But all of that aside, and I know there were literally 3,000 important gaming-related stories that happened in these last five or six months... But that's all I wanted to mention in this little special. So, let's get to recommendations. Again, this is not a long list, but I've played many, many games since last we spoke, and I have some quick, solid recommendations, starting with Ghetto Roboto. Do you like Metroidvanias? Do you like cats? Do you like a runtime of about four, maybe five hours? If the answer is yes, then you'll love Gatto Roboto. The game is oozing with kawaii charm, and the black and white, beautifully detailed pixelated graphics won't let you down. An amazing experience on the Switch at $9.99. Moving on, Anodyne. A recent addition to my ballooning Switch digital library, Anodyne is a Zelda-like, but instead of going for a traditional fantasy aesthetic and setting, the kind of thing you'd find in other excellent Zelda-likes like It'll Do 2 or Blossom Tales, this is decidedly darker and weirder. Almost like mashing some earthbound zaniness with Lovecraft in a very familiar action RPG package. This is not a perfect game. The transitions between screens are sometimes nauseating, and its aspect ratio is so weird it leads me to believe it was originally a mobile game. However, the gameplay, puzzle solving, and weird dark world you get thrown into make it a great game to grab if you love that kind of classic 2D Zelda gameplay. Some of the dialogue in particular you'll hear from the occasional NPC or read on a stone is just baffling and it's very fun. Worth it for some at its full price of $9.99. Worth it for everyone if you wait for a sale. I picked this up for a dollar. Time Spinner. Coming out around the same time as another more high-profile homage to the Castlevania series, that being Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, Time Spinner is a beautifully rendered 2D pixel art Metroidvania set in a dark world where a girl from a tribe of time travelers must go back in time to stop an evil galactic empire and save her tribe from extinction. The main gimmick in the title is the ability to stop time, 
which allows you to fight seemingly impossible bosses and occasionally use enemies as platforms to get to higher areas. But the real draw is the amazing art, music, dark story, and really satisfying Metroidvania gameplay, exploring several unique areas within a limited map that expands with the ability to go backwards and forwards through time to affect history. Another wonderfully enjoyable Metroidvania that is very doable, at only about 6 hours for the main story. Time Spinner is 1999. Box Boy plus Box Girl. This charming little puzzle platforming game was developed by HAL Laboratory, the second party Nintendo developer behind Kirby. And it's my first entry into this well-loved series, at least well-loved in Japan, it's not as big in America. In the game, you lead Boxboy through a number of challenges where he must use techniques he learns along the way to traverse obstacles and solve puzzles to make it to the end. The main one being his ability to grow boxes his same size and length on all sides of his body. This might entail making a hook, creating a Tetris-like piece of himself that he must use to hop onto a distant ledge, and so on. In this latest outing in the series, you get the option for two players for the first time. And that can make the puzzles much easier, making for an excellent game to play with kids. My niece loves this game. Also, this $10 game is not lacking in content. Along with many unlockable challenge levels, comics, and super cute costumes, there also is an entirely new mode you can unlock after quote-unquote beating Boxboy Story, where you play as the new tall Boxboy friend, Cutie. A wonderful, relaxing game that anyone can pick up and play. I'd really love to see more indie-style games like this coming out from the big end. The Aquatic Adventure of the Last Human In this tale, you are the last human in the universe, crash-landing on Earth and traversing its completely underwater surface in a submarine. Though it has the mechanics of a shooter with the ability to shoot missiles at enemies, there are less enemies in this game than you'd expect. It's more about exploring avoiding environmental hazards, and attempting to make your way through the vast sunken world that once was Earth. Along the way, you'll discover completely submerged windmills, skyscrapers, and other buildings, along with messages from just before this disaster occurred. The only major combat are massive bosses that, when defeated, will open up new paths and give you upgrades to your hull and weapons. Some of these are quite hard, be warned. A very light Metroidvania-like experience with beautiful pixelated graphics at $12.99. Demon Crest. Now this is kind of a cheat given it's on the Super Nintendo Online app. You received with your $20 a year subscription to Nintendo Online, but I had to have at least one genuinely creepy game in this list for Halloween. And besides being an excellent, exceptionally rare action platformer with light RPG elements for the SNES, Demon Crest certainly is that. In it, you play the demon firebrand who escapes his captivity to challenge Phalanx for six of the demon crests before he uses them to become the ruler of the demon realm. This classic Capcom title and spin-off of the Ghouls and Ghosts series was underplayed at its original release, and you probably already have it, so if you're looking for something a bit spooky but not as unbearably difficult as Ghouls and Ghosts or Ghouls and Goblins, I invite you to slay some demons today. Hob Definitive Edition Last on this short recommendations list is another recent purchase, Hob Definitive Edition. A well-liked indie game originally released on Windows and PS4 in 2017, it was ported by Panic Button, the same people behind the Wolfenstein and Doom ports, and released on the Switch this year. 
In Hob, you play a little dude who lost his arm and had it replaced by a kind robot with his own. You use your new robotic upgradable arm to solve puzzles and kill enemies as you track across the beautiful, mechanical, yet organic world. Without much story at all, the real draw here is the amazing world in which there are mechanical puzzles everywhere that allow you to open up or indeed raise a green and brown world from seemingly bottomless vistas. The gameplay beyond the puzzles calls for the occasional battle with beasts, and the whole package is very reminiscent of, yes, a Zelda game. It's difficult for me to really describe the visuals in a way that's satisfying, save to say if it sounds interesting to you at all, I hope you will Google it and see for yourself. An amazing, relaxing, expansive game that never gets too hard, but is full of wonderful surprises. Hob is $19.99. Well, there you have it, seven wonderful, mostly indie games that I've been playing and loving in this long hiatus. I played a lot more, of course, but those are a few I really, really liked. Speaking of, I'm sorry about being gone, but you know how it is. One thing leads to another, life gets in the way, and really, I've been rather depressed. That's life, though. I'm still having a lot of fun on my Switch. I've been listening to a lot more music, making some shitty art, and exercising, so it's all not so bad. I would like to make more episodes. Nintendo is not dead, maybe even in this format or something similar, but I can't make any promises. The sub count has remained solid at around 100 for months, and all I can say is I'm humbled. Anyway, uh, Don wants to introduce the outro music. I'll let him, but first, vote for Bernie, join a union, love Mother Earth, keep gaming, and happy, happy Halloween. Take it away, Don. I'm very happy and I'm really privileged to introduce the next number because it uh, gives me an opportunity to say a couple of words about a couple of fellows I think a lot of. Well, I'm just proud to be a friend of theirs. They're great guys, they make some great music, and that's what they're about to do now. My buddies... Ghost to the sound of the monstrous clock There is cleansed assemble
together